Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the Boy. Another exciting week indeed as we have a good slate of games. Uh, Of course, Big Ten showdowns, uh, some other action, ranked action around uh, the country. So before, looks like we have seven different games overall this week. Siete. So we'll take the lead. Before we get into those games, of course, the Ohio State Penn State. The preview. righteous. So what bucks. does this game look like to you? What do you see? And your score prediction. I expect this to be an ugly game. I expect Ohio State to mop up the field. With the Nittany Lions. What I'll be looking for from Penn State, three things, if I can narrow it down to that. Number one, how will Clifford really look? Um, Is he really 100%? Because he wasn't last week, and it showed, and it hurt. Um, I think secondly, and probably as importantly, and it works with number one, is Jahan Dotson. It's, he, he's the only thing on Penn State that really scares me, Jahan Dotson. Um, our, our cornerbacks is our secondary much better than it was last year in terms of covering Jahan Dotson. That'll be the second thing. Thirdly, how does Penn State's defense line up after getting gouged for 357 yards last week? How do they? What do they focus on? with respect to Ohio State's offense? Do they put more um, thought and theory to stopping the run than normal because of what happened last week? Um, Do they just try to take it as they go? Do they try to focus on uh, uber amount of pressure on C.J. Stratt? So that's the third thing. What what are they going to bring defensively? Um, and how did that game against Illinois, or are they playing Illinois this week? I'm not sure. Um, I think we'll have to ask Franklin who, who they're playing this week. But at any rate, um, that's what I'm looking for from, from Penn State. From Ohio State, run the ball. Um, it's been kind of an interesting uh, operation with uh, Travion Henderson over the first few weeks. Uh, I think now's the time. This is where you really unleash, and that's what I'm I'm looking for. Will they unleash Travion Henderson and uh, Mayan Williams, uh, for that matter? How do they really go at Penn State with the run game? Secondly, um, consistency. Can C.J. Stroud play like he played against the last four opponents, right? Against Akron, against Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana. Will we see that? C.J. Stroud. Uh, And then thirdly, and probably as importantly, the defense. What does the defense look like? I am going to say if they give up more than 18 points, right? and that's how much Illinois gave up to, to Penn State, right? If Ohio State gives up anywhere close to 18 points or more, then maybe they still have issues. I know I keep saying this each week because they don't play anybody. 
they're not going to play an offense until they get to Michigan State, and I'm frankly not sure it's all as great as it's hyped up to be. But Penn State's offense is terrible. I think they scored 38 points against Villanova, and otherwise I don't know that they've scored more than 24 points in a game, have they? I mean, that is a bad offense, with Clifford or without Clifford. What's interesting about Clifford is we you, neither you or I nor I think he's all that great. But if there's an MVP, it's probably Sean Clifford for um, Penn State because without him, without him looking 100%, without him being in the game, they are extra bad. But even with him in there at 100%, I can't see their offense posing a massive threat. So if they score more than 18 on Ohio State, we still got problems. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. Those three things from each side. How about you? I agree uh, that Clifford is not 100%. I agree with most of these points. Uh, definitely, you know, with, with bruised, bruised ribs, uh, especially with Clifford, uh, it's tough. You know, we take care of, a, of course, a lot of blue-collar workers you know, with rib injuries. Uh, those don't go away easily. You know, especially quarterbacks, you have that quick rotation, you know, plant, quick throw, uh, those repetitive motions over and over. Uh, ribs take a little bit to heal, especially if they are truly bruised. So I'm not fully certain that he's actually 100%, and I think he may, may still struggle to throw the ball. I also agree that Dotson is the only thing that scares me as well. Uh, he's beat Ohio State in the past. You know, last year he had uh, most of those yards, and, you know, it led to a couple of their touchdowns. So, you know, take him away. Uh, Penn State doesn't have a good run game this year at all, and so if you can take Dotson away, uh, especially with with Clifford, you know, because you know we're not both we're both not high on him at all, um, especially with him not being a hundred percent. I struggle. I think they struggle to to move the ball, you know, effective as effectively as they could. Uh, otherwise, you know, on offense, Ohio State needs to c- continue to keep running the ball. I think Henderson will get more carries than he's had all year. Uh, I think sixteen at Maryland is what he had the most. Uh, but I think I'm going to run him, Mayan Williams, uh, especially you know after <laughs> Illinois gouged Penn State. I mean, they ran the ball well, like 67 times. Still, you know, over 300 yards is uh, really bad. And so I think Ohio State can do the same. Run the ball, open the play-action pass. Uh, that offense, there's no reason this offense shouldn't you know score the amount of points they have been over the past uh, few weeks. Now, Penn State will be the best defense they played, so you know we'll have to see. Uh, if they can come out early, uh, like they have been. Otherwise, yeah, defense, uh, same principles. They really need to get pressure. You know, against Indiana, they pushed in the backfield hard. Uh, you know, they were consistently uh, pushing five yards in the backfield uh, before the quarterback could even get out of his three-step step drop. So that's what, you know, I want to see that continued pressure. Uh, the end's been playing well the past couple of games, so... Uh, get from the outside, contain quarterback, especially because Clifford uh, will probably want to run the ball more, uh, especially if he's pressured. So contain the edges. Don't let him get outside. Uh, tackling has been pretty good, but continue, you know, those open field tackles. Uh, I don't want to, you know, have to talk about missed tackles uh, after this week. So continue that. And then, yeah, stop Dotson. Secondary has been playing really well. I uh, want to see better safety play. So, Overall keys, agree with you. Uh, in terms of final score, you know, we may come across as a cocky Ohio State fan, but saying all that, 
you know, what really shows you that that Penn State can hold against Ohio State? I there's just nothing there, you know. Um, even if they get a couple drives, they definitely don't have the depth on offense. Uh, and if they have to replace Clifford at quarterback, good luck, because uh, pretty much all he can do is run. You know, he comes in again like a uh, situation like he did against Iowa. I, it's going to be t- really, it's going to be really tough for them to move the ball at all. Uh, kind of like you know Tuttle going out against Indiana and these quarterbacks that haven't played barely any you know any uh, snaps at all. And look what they did pretty much nothing. So I think Ohio state wins handily. Uh, I do agree. Penn station get more than 18. Uh, I have them at 17. You know, I think they maybe get one prescriptive drive. For you Michigan uh, fans, that's a um, lose, lose situation drive here. Get oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's the same pass or, or run, you know, get away from the defense and score a touchdown there. So I got 17 for Penn state and I'm going to go 42 for Ohio state. I do think they score a lot. They're in the forties. Uh, I hope they score 50, uh, but because Penn's defense Penn State's defense is the best they played. I'm going to roll 42-17. Buckeyes do cover, and I do have all 25 on that because I truly do believe Ohio State uh, can win this game by three touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to say, I'm putting uh, 25 on Ohio State, and I've got it at 45-10. to 10. I, I just think this this could get really ugly, uh, and, and I'm, I'm – Predicating this on Ohio State's defense having actually improved. Heading into the rest of the league, we have a top 10 matchup. Uh, first time, I believe, since the 60s. And they're both undefeated. Meat Chicken and at Michigan State. Meat Chicken actually favored by four and a half. So I'll start this one off. Um, both these teams are extremely similar. They played pretty similar competition, I think. Uh, Meat Chicken has played a little bit better uh, run defensive teams. Uh, That's kind of iffy because both have played similar competition up to this point and not great competition. Uh, Both rely heavily on the run. Statistically, you know, the Wolverines are technically the best in in the Big Ten in terms of, uh, you know, yards per game. You know, I would argue that Ohio State's running game is actually better, but, you know, so statistically they do have the numbers, but they run the ball so much more, right? They have no passing game. Neither, neither of these teams really do. Uh, when Michigan State has played uh, decent defenses, they've really struggled, uh, especially throwing the ball. Uh, not only that, Kenneth Walker has been put in check before, uh, not at least more so than... Uh, the Michigan duo of running backs. And so I think that's where I'm going to put, put this on the line. Uh, you know, it, it is tough. I don't, I don't think Michigan should be favored by four and a half, but I just have this gut feeling that you got a gut this feeling like Lloyd Christmas picking up hitchhikers. They're playing differently. Uh, you know, Sparty could definitely keep this one close, even win this game, potentially keep under field goal. Uh, but I am going to take the Wolverines to cover this. I think uh, their run game at the end of the day is going to be a little bit better than Sparty's. Um, unfortunately, I you know I don't know why I'm taking the Wolverines. I just have that gut feeling. I'm going to take them with ten to uh, to win and cover that four and a half. Sparty, don't lose that number. Okay. 
I don't know that I've got that much to say about this particular game. Um, I think about Michigan, and it's away from home. Even though it's just across the state, or not even that far, um, they still don't play as well. Under Harbaugh, they have a distinct weirdness when they leave the confines of the crap house, I mean the big house. Um, also, I looked at, you know, they have quite a few common and what I would classify as similar opponents. By that I mean Miami from the ACC in Washington. That would probably be a competitive game. I see those as similar opponents, right? So when I compare the uh, teams that they played and similar opponents, Michigan State, on the whole, has actually played very slightly better. And because it is in East Lansing, and because in comparing you know, the real games that they played, um, I think Sparty's a little better. And although they don't have what I would classify as a strong passing game, to your point, yeah, Michigan might be a, a very slight advantage rushing. It's kind of hard to say because Walker's really good. Um, but I would give uh, Sparty a, a slight advantage in the passing game. Um, all that being said, I do think uh, Michigan's defense is better. But again, I, I think this is one where it's in East Lansing. Um, I think Sparty has played slightly better than Michigan against the common opponents. And I just think it's like all rivalry games. You know, Mel Tucker, I think, it just feels like he will understand this rivalry and he knows that he can lose the rest of the games this year if he wins this one. Um, he's already bowl eligible. Um, I think I think that would be a big deal, and I think he knows that. So I'm going to go with Sparty, and I'm going to go with 15. Next, uh, we have Iowa, three-and-a-half underdogs at Wisconsin, uh, even though they only have the one loss, they're ranked ninth. I am actually going to go... Uh, with Iowa on this one. You know, both of these are extremely similar teams. and I um, There's no offense for either team. Both heavily rely on run game and defense. It honestly is going to come down to who creates the turnover, who has a special team's touchdown. Iowa's been a little bit better at that. And so even though it's at Wisconsin, I'm going to take Iowa. But, you know, you give me the hook with three and a half. I think either of these teams could easily win by just a field goal or even less. You know, we've seen it many times before. So I'm pretty confident uh, in Iowa. Not not fully. I only put seven on them because this game could go either way, but uh, I'm going to take Iowa. Yeah, Wisconsin is playing much better, I think, recently. Uh, they, they, they shut out Illinois. Um, now that doesn't sound like that big of a feat, but <laughs> ha-ha, Penn State. Uh, they beat a decent Army team. Uh, they spanked Purdue. So, yeah, I, I, it feels like they are starting to come around. Um, and, and you're right. Neither one of these teams has an offense. They both have a defense. Um, you know, I was watching a little bit of very early this morning, watching a little bit of the uh, 1974 Ohio State 
uh, Michigan game and just highly amused by the uh, straightaway kickers. And I'm thinking with a game like this, these two teams need a straightaway kicker. And as I think through that, you know, I kind of tie it back to the new overtime rules. I think what they should do is force teams after a given overtime to bring in like a defensive lineman, you know, so that they look like one of those, you know, early 70s kickers. And they have to do straightaway field goal kicks. And and that's that's how you settle the overtime, right? But I I think these two teams should should just get straightaway kickers, and then the uh, their their con their, what, what what's the word I'm looking for? Their um, the, it'll be complete, whatever it is, right? With the bad offense, uh, stout defense, and a straightaway kicker, that that would be that would be sweet. Um, I'm going with Iowa. <laughs> that is funny. I I do agree that uh, they, they, these teams should definitely have a straightaway kicker. That would be awesome to see. Uh, moving on to the Florida Georgia preview. Uh, this game, Georgia. you know, I went back and forth on uh, mainly because it's fourteen and a half. Georgia has been the better team, and I think they are clearly the better team. Florida coming off some disappointing losses. You know, they're pretty much out of. SEC uh, championship contention, obviously at a playoff contention. So what do they have to play for? Well, looking at the rest of their games, the rest of their schedule is awful uh, after Georgia. So I, I think, you know, Mullen has always had these teams, you know, especially big games ready to perform. And so even if they, you know, lose this game, which I think they will, I think they could keep it under that spread, especially if given me that hook. Um, he gets these teams to play. And Georgia, you know, is tough to move the ball on, and I think it'll be tough to score on them still. Uh, but I'm not fully sold on this offense yet, although, uh, you know, they put up 30, you know, points against, you know, Auburn and, and Arkansas. You know, they've done just enough. Uh, I want to see them do a little bit more. And so if they can against Florida, if they put up 40 and, and win big, then, you know, all right, prove me wrong. But for now, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Florida – because I think uh, they're, they're going to go out and uh, play their 100% game, even if they lose. Okay. Um, you know, Florida is not very good this year. Uh, they are somewhat stinky. Um, I kind of said that in our prediction uh, episodes uh, before the year began. I didn't think Florida... I thought they were going to take a big step back. They actually surprised me for a few weeks, uh, doing much better than than what I thought they would. And then recently they've kind of fallen to where I thought they would be. And I think that is at least uh, 15 points south of where Georgia is, uh, if not more. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do understand and agree with what you say. I, I do think Mullen... Um, has the ability to motivate this team to treat it like their Super Bowl uh, and, and come in and, and give Georgia a hard time. I just don't know that they have what it takes this year uh, to do that. Uh, and so I'm going to go with Georgia, um, and I'm going to go with eight. And uh, lastly here we got Ole Miss at Auburn. I do agree that uh, Ole Miss does have the better offense, but, man, they've been playing a tough slate, a uh, hard stretch of games lately, and they've been playing a lot of close games. 
Uh, of course, Matt Crowell against Tennessee ran the ball 30 times. They've got some guys banged up, uh, even though they had some defensive guys come back against LSU. Um, I just think, you know, at home or on the road against Auburn, uh, Auburn played a little bit better uh, down the stretch. Man, this one's hard for me. Uh, I Ole Miss is going to get there, come up at some time, and playing close games. I think it's just finally going to catch up with them, honestly. Uh, I do think they could be Auburn, and I'm not highly confident I got four uh, on Auburn to win and cover at home uh, just because uh, I think you know overall injuries, um, Auburn's a little bit more fresh. Uh, I just think that's going to be the key here in this game. So give me Auburn. I agree. In fact, I agree so much that I also put four on Auburn. Yeah, this is a game where I'm not really sure what way it will go. I I, I think I you know you spoke about this with uh, Florida and Georgia. You know, kind of going back and forth on it. Um, I kind of went back and forth on this one, and that's why I'm only putting four on Auburn. I think at the end of the day, it's at Auburn. Um, I. You know, to say that Auburn's a bit more balanced here, I think, is relative, right? I think they they have a little bit better defense than um, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss has the better offense, but I think um, Auburn's at home is good enough, uh, especially against you know Ole Miss. Which, and you're right, Ole Miss has been playing a little bit better defense, but I'm still not sold on on them defensively. So, I'm going to go with Auburn uh, with four on that one. All right, and now time for the overall rapid fire. I've uh, got Coastal Carolina bouncing back. I uh, got 14 on them to beat Troy. Of course, 10 on uh, Meat Chicken. I've actually got six on Miami. I know Pitt's been playing really well. Uh, Miami's coming along after you know NC State. I think they've got some confidence. Uh, I'm I'm you know not fully confident in. Uh, Miami, but 11 and a half, I, I think they'll play uh, pit close here. So I got six on them. I've got eight on Baylor. Um, you know, I've put them a little bit lower at eight uh, because, you know, Texas coming off a bye. Uh, it's a tough situation. Texas could definitely win, but because Baylor's stingy defense, I I'm just have a gut feeling on Baylor here. I've got 22 on Cincinnati, even though it's 24 and a half, Tulane, one at six, they give it 42 points a game. I think Cincinnati rolls. So give me 22. Of course, seven on Iowa. I've actually got 12 on Iowa State, even though they're on the road at West Virginia. Um, you know, it could be a letdown game, which is why I didn't put more on this, uh, especially than you did. I still think uh, defense will do enough, and West Virginia not that great. So give me Iowa State. I'm going to actually take Wazoo, uh, even after the loss of their head coach. I think they rally. 15 and a half is enough for me. Uh, I think even if they don't win, they keep it close. Uh, Washington State with 13. Clemson, 10 and a half against Florida State. You know, Clemson, all the games they've won, they still only won by one score. I've said it last time, until they actually um, beat a team by more than two scores, I'm going to continue fading them. And Florida State has been playing better. So even with Clemson's at home, I'm taking Florida State with 15. Of course, I've got nine on uh, Florida to cover. I've got... Only three on Purdue. Uh, it's seven and a half. Nebraska still has played a lot of close game, a lot of close games against competition. I fully expect them to beat Purdue, but I don't know. I just don't know if they can win by more than two scores. 
I've got 16 on Minnesota. Northwestern, uh, terrible run game. Uh, taking Minnesota by seven and a half, you know, is a little bit of a stretch. I'm still going to take uh, Minnesota, though, 16. I've got two on Texas Tech. Oklahoma after Kansas, you know, it's, I think Texas Tech could keep this close, but Texas Tech's defense is not as good. And so, uh, I don't know. I just don't know how this is going to go. So I'm going to take two on Texas Tech. I'm also going to do uh, 24 on Oregon. Colorado has scored no points at all. I think that'll continue against Oregon. 24 on the Ducks. 21 on Wake Forest. Uh, Duke, atrocious team as well. I think they easily cover that spread. Four on Auburn. Uh, five on SMU. I think that passing attack, you know, even though this is a, a, a decent game, Houston six and one. And it's kind of funny that we have half point spreads. You know, we got three of them and we were, we haven't had any before, but I digress. I'm taking SMU with five um, due to the passing attack. I've got 19 on Kentucky. I don't know why uh, they're barely favored against Ole Miss. Uh, the air raid does not work well for them. You know, we've seen it last year against Kentucky. I think it's the same this year. Kentucky easily wins. Oklahoma State, you know, this is kind of a fade against uh, Oklahoma. I'm take, I'm taking Oklahoma State to cover that spread. You know, Kansas against better defenses have only scored seven against Baylor and Iowa State. I think it'll be similar. Oklahoma State easily wins. I got 20. I've also got 17 on Louisville, uh, especially the way their offense has been playing to cover that seven and a half. Of course, 25 on the Buckeyes. Got 23 on Notre Dame. UNC not in a good spot. Notre Dame playing a little bit better. Although their safety's out, I'm still going to take Notre Dame to win at home. I've only got one on Utah. This could go either way. Both of these teams are very hit and miss. So I, I'm just going to go one on Utah because they're home. Even though their run defense hasn't been great. Uh, I'm going to take 11 with BYU uh, against Virginia. Virginia's offense, I think, could stretch this BYU team. Could be a shootout, but I'm going to take BYU at home. And then 18 on San Diego State to uh, to have a good game against Fresno State. Yeah, and the reason I chose to just jump into the rapid fire as opposed to covering other games is because I figured that you would have a six-minute rapid fire. Hey, I know. Well, I'll call it the semi semi-rapid fire reaction then because got to put some meat on that analysis i don't i don't even know if i'd call that semi that that rapid fire looked like a wisconsin offense all right well here i go troy and the chanticleers i think the chanticleers bounce back at home i'm taking them with 10 uh i took sparty with 15 uh, Miami Pitt, I am taking Miami with six. I just don't think Pitt is there yet to be getting that big of a spread. Uh, Texas at Baylor, I'm taking Baylor at home with eight. Uh, I forgot to say six on Miami. Did I say that? I may have said that, but I've said it again. UC at Tulane, like you, I'm taking UC with 22. Iowa at Wisconsin, I'm taking Iowa with 13. Iowa State at West Virginia, I'm taking the Cyclones for 23. Wazoo at Arizona State, give me Wazoo. I think this is one of those games where they are trying to rally uh, because of their fired coach. I'm taking them with 11 
Florida State and Clemson. I'm right there with you. I uh, Until Clemson can show me, we're going to pick against them. I've got seven on Florida State. Georgia, Florida. As I said, I got uh, nine on them Bulldogs. Purdue at Nebraska. I'm taking Purdue with 14. Minnesota at Northwestern. I'm taking Northwestern with 21. Texas Tech at Oklahoma. I'm taking Texas Tech. Same story. Uh, until Oklahoma can show that they can actually cover spreads, especially that big. Yeah, I'm not going to pick them. Colorado at Oregon. I'm actually going with Colorado on this one. Low confidence, five. Uh, I know it's at Oregon, and I know Colorado's terrible, but I'm just, I don't know. I don't know until I see Oregon actually perform like they're hyped. It's a similar circumstance. Duke at Wake Forest. I am taking the Demon Deacons with 12. Auburn Ole Miss. I got Auburn for four. Kentucky and Mississippi State. I am going with the Wildcats with 18. Kansas at Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, Kansas, they're, they're not really sure most times what it means to score. Um, but I think they will cover here, and I'm taking them with three. Lowell at North Carolina State. I am taking the Wolf Pack with 17. Penn State, Ohio State, of course, I've got the Righteous Bucks with 25. North Carolina and Notre Dame. I am going to go with the Fighting Irish with 20. UCLA at Utah. I'm going with the Utes with 9. Virginia at Brigham Young. I'm going with the Fighting Mormons with 24. Fresno at San Diego State. I'm going with the Fighting Brady Hoax with two. SMU at Houston. I'm going with the Cougars with one. All right. Well, anything else you would like to add? I don't think so. All I can say is this has just been a crazy, crazy episode. And I think you are all blessed to be here and hear the both of us just waxing poetic about football on another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bell Haven and that there boy. <laughs> Indubitably. And that is it.